You are listening to As a Woman, episode 84. I'm speaking. In this episode, I'm talking all about a phrase that every woman resonated with. Being interrupted, standing up for yourself, and facing negative criticism for doing that. Welcome to As a Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford, to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hey, friends, welcome back. So, today I'm talking all about being a woman who has power and who is disrespected. And I know it's not my first time speaking on this. I have previous episodes called Stop Interrupting Me or The Bias Agenda. And this has been a founding topic of one of the reasons this podcast is called As a Woman, because I started that hashtag. You may not know this. You may be new here. I started a hashtag called As a Woman on Instagram a couple years ago. And under that hashtag, we were sharing stories about what it was like being a woman in medicine, talking about the misogyny, talking about the discrimination, being held back, not getting respected, being harassed, having people say inappropriate things about the way you look or the way you acted or what you did. Especially when if a man did the same things, it would not even raise a flag. Nobody would blink an eye. The expectations are totally different for how a woman must perform in any given environment versus what a man can just totally get away with. And a few points before I really dive into what I want to say here. Number one is I'm using gender constructs like man and woman meaning this is how you identify in society. I completely believe that people who are non-binary or a trans woman experience discrimination and all of this stuff at a level even greater than what I'm going to be talking about here. I'm talking about my own experience here, which was extremely, I felt like it was up on stage at the vice presidential debate this last week. I have not related to somebody else that I've seen as a public figure in a different field, as much as I related with Kamala Harris during the vice presidential debate. And second, this podcast episode is not political, but who the hell cares if it was because it is my podcast and it certainly could be. What I am going to say is that you need to vote. You need to vote. This podcast episode will be released with 23 days until election day. 23 days. You need to be registered. You need to have a plan. Are you doing it in the mail? Are you going in person? Where is your polling location? Can you early vote? What is your plan? I'm going to early vote. I know who I'm voting for. I'm going in person. End of the story. You need to understand that. The excuse that I've heard from people over the years, my vote doesn't matter. I live in Texas. It doesn't matter anyway. I don't have time. I don't believe in politics whatever. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. People fought for the right to vote in this country. We fought for it. I couldn't have voted when this country was started. 
Black people couldn't have voted when this country was started. And they have fought and people have died for the right to cast a ballot to elect the public officials who will govern this country, both your local government and on the national stage. And if nothing else has made you feel like that vote matters, please, please, please look at the political statement of our country. Did you know one of the reasons I wanted to go into medicine was because it was not a controversial field. I want to laugh so hard saying this. It was not a controversial field. People believed in science. There was truth to it. You were doing good by following science. And I liked that. And look at the world we are living in where leading medical journals. I mean, friends, if you're not in medicine, just listen really quickly. The New England Journal of Medicine, The Lancet, and Science. You could go your whole career and publish one paper in one of these and feel like, oh yeah, that's the big league, guys. These are big old journals. They all released editorials saying that this political climate is killing people. Not theoretically, literally, that lives have been lost because the current administration does not believe in science. We have a Supreme Court nominee who wants to outlaw my job. Can you really wrap your head around that? Personhood amendments, at their word, would make touching an embryo, which is a life form, illegal. IVF goes away. Freezing embryos goes away. Transferring embryos goes away. Being able to do genetic testing of embryos goes away. Being able to do genetic testing of your baby goes away. Donor eggs, donor sperm, gestational carriers, surrogates, gone, 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 gone. Can you believe this is real life? I mean, I can't. Why on earth are we living in a political climate where one candidate running for vice president has to tell another, I am speaking to be able to speak her truth. And we have a current political administration that does not believe in science. We are in a crazy world right now. So if you want to say that a doctor's place is not in politics, you bring it on because that is my lane. These are my people. I took an oath to protect and to do best and promote science and truth. In my entire career, my entire passion is to help take amazing modern advances in medicine and science and use that knowledge to help people have babies. Isn't that not pro-life? What does pro-life really mean to you? To me, it means the promotion of life. It means that black lives matter. It means that terminating a pregnancy that is not going to survive because of a lethal genetic abnormality is okay in order to get to the next pregnancy, especially if you're running out of time or running out of eggs or you may not be able to carry another pregnancy. I mean, hot tamales, is there another field that literally deals with life in such a finite way as mine? I put human embryos into people in order to help them have a baby and add life to this world. And I love it, and I'm extremely passionate about it. But I also believe that 
it is a right for somebody to choose what they want to do with their body. I would never force you to become pregnant, just like I don't think anybody should force you to stay pregnant. There are circumstances and exceptions out there that we could go at nauseam at. And there are times where a woman should have the right to make a choice for her. But by believing in choice, I mean, does that surprise you? I'm an independent woman who is educated, who believes in autonomy. By believing in choice, I'm not disbelieving in life. I'm actually not telling you what I would do in that situation. Also, newsflash, I firmly believe in contraception and access to family building. That means having the family you want at the time that you want it. Note the entire podcast episode before this one was called contraception. These things all are tied together, but I, of course, believe in life. I am pro-life. I help life come into this world. That is my job. And you can't go on a stage and say you are pro-life yet you want to prevent millions of people from becoming families and prevent babies from being born that could be born. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Apostrophe. With the temperatures starting to warm up, I'm so excited that summer is around the corner and getting ready and looking forward to the summer months. But I know that when I'm outside enjoying nature, I need to pick up supplies to prepare myself for summer adventures. And if you want to get your skin glowing in time for summer, it's time for you to get started with Apostrophe, who is sponsoring this episode. Apostrophe's goal is to help you feel confident in your own skin. So whether you're dealing with breakouts, signs of aging, or acne scarring, Apostrophe will help you love the skin you're in. I personally love that you get access to an expert dermatology team, a tailored treatment plan. It's simple to sign up for your first visit. And there is no in-person appointment or trip to the pharmacy needed. We have a special deal for our audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash A-A-W when you use our code A-A-W. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash A-A-W and click get started. Then use the code A-A-W at sign up and you'll get your first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. They're essential and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual multivitamin every day because it is easy to take and I know that I am getting high quality and traceable ingredients in a clean and bioavailable forms. In fact, Ritual conducted a university-led human clinical trial for their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin to assess its efficacy, and the results showed increase in vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. No my shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash A-A-W. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash A-A-W for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. And luckily, I found Quince. 
Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. The best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands, but Quince partners directly with top factories, cutting out the cost of the middleman, passing the saving to us, and only working with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices. I personally cannot wait to wear my cute tan linen set this summer. So it's your turn to get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash A-A-W for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash A-A-W to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash A-A-W. Thank you, Quince. I don't know about you, but that doesn't sound very pro-life to me. And this is the world we're living in. We are living in a world where IVF could become illegal in the United States, where Roe versus Wade could be overturned, which would cause more women to die. Women died from abortions. Roe versus Wade doesn't prevent abortions. It allows safe abortions. And where hundreds of thousands of people have died during a global pandemic in our own country because of mismanagement from a political level of a science emergency, a public health crisis. Not because we don't have scientists and brilliant people who could guide the way, but because we chose to ignore them for political gain and for reputation purposes, because we didn't want to. We are living in a country where science is not believed. I mean, science is real. As Mama Dr. Jones says, you can't be offended by science. It is facts. The simple definition of science, the intellectual and practical activity encompassing the systemic study of the structure and behavior of the physical and natural world through observation and experiment. So science by definition is not somebody's opinion or their belief, and it's not just what they feel like is the truth, or what they want to be the truth. It is from a rigorous study and application of facts. But we could debate that at a different point. My point here is that as a physician, politics is certainly in my wheelhouse, and all of your physicians should feel this way. And I feel this way because my current life and practice is being impacted by the current political administration. You can want to vote for whoever you want to vote for. To be honest, I just gave you a bunch of reasons why I think you need to vote for Joe Biden. But I don't care if you vote for him. It's your choice. That's part of the beauty of this country is that you get to make the choice for what matters to you. But you got to show up and vote, okay? You must go. You need to have a reason, something that matters to you in this world to go put your name on a ballot and make a vote. Too many people died for this country to have the ability to have the public vote in their elected officials. So do your homework, look at your candidates, go and vote for what matters to you. Whatever it is that matters to you, go vote for them. I opened up a medical practice this year called Fora Fertility with my partner, Amanda Skillern. Now, Amanda is freaking fabulous. If you follow us on the Fora Instagram at Fora Fertility, she takes over every Friday because I force her to, 
and she writes a for a fertility Friday post. And it is always hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious. There's cussing and it's crass and it's very much who she is. But the point of it is that when we started this practice, we are not newbies. We're board certified in OBGYN and REI. We've been practicing in this town for many a years. We have a lot of experience and people told us we would fail. People said things to patients about how we couldn't do it. There was so much negative speak from men, from men. I'm I'm sure women did too, but especially from men. And I just want to say what I felt during all of that was one, just watch, just watch us. We are smart, intelligent, powerful women who are going to succeed. Okay. So doubt all you want, go for it. But number two, if we were two men, nobody would say a dang word. And I know that. I know that. And that's what really gets under my skin is that just because we are two blonde girls starting a practice, people say things like, we are immature, we're naive, we don't know what we're doing. And as a woman, I have heard negative comments about me from this aspect. And I have been treated like I do not have a voice as powerful enough or as important as a man would. I have talked to men who are my equals about an important point and have them try to overrun me when I'm answering a question. I have had to look somebody in the eyes and say, excuse me, I'm speaking. I have had to say, excuse me, I want to finish. It's my turn. I'm speaking. I've literally said those words when we are in a setting and I have been interrupted by a man. I mean, if you're a woman listening to this, which most 99% of my audience is women, have you not been interrupted by a man in a setting like this? And why does it keep happening? And do men interrupt other men? I mean, we all know it's true. If you watch the presidential debate, you saw men interrupting men. But from a female standpoint, it happens so much more. And here's the thing. We have to keep being like Kamala. One of the questions I keep getting asked is, well, how do you do it? How do you stand up against the misogyny? How do you keep going when other people want to say things about you? They want to outpower you, overspeak you, interrupt you. They want to look at your chest while they're talking to you. They want to disrespect you simply because you're a woman. And you know what it really means? This is what I say. It means that subconsciously, that person truly believes they are more important than you, that their words are more important than you. That is what their actions are telling you. So you have to prove them wrong. You must call out the misogyny. You must say, stop, stop interrupting me. I am speaking. It is my turn. Do not do that. My face is up here. I can handle that. This is mine, not yours. When Kamala said, I'm speaking to the current vice president, that resonated in my soul because I have been there at important meetings, at important moments, and I've been in that position. That resonated. So to anybody who says that women are not treated differently on the same stage as a man, bullshit, case in point. 
Also, did you hear the moderator call him Mike at all? Because I sure didn't, but I did hear her call Kamala, Kamala. So there's that. Not using your professional title in professional settings. I've been there. I certainly have been called Natalie when I should be called Dr. Crawford in front of patients. Socially, call me Natalie all you want. I mean, I sign Instagram posts as Nat, but when we are in the professional environment, use the title that I worked hard for and I earned. All right, so maybe what's the big deal? Something that I know or happens, I have episodes prior to this vice presidential debate talking about being interrupted and what it does and how it gaslights you to feel like your words aren't important because that person truly doesn't believe that they are. So it makes you feel that. And over time, you want to stop interrupting and stop saying I'm speaking because it doesn't feel like it's worth it. And I've said that before, but why would I say it doesn't feel like it's worth it? Because of the other side of the coin, did you see how people reacted? Here's what happened. One, there's a group of women like myself who said, oh my gosh, I relate to that moment. That resonates with me. That shit happens all the time. Other group says, I can't believe her. That was so rude to interrupt him. That was so assertive, aggressive. That was so harsh. She's not nice. She wasn't being nice or sweet or kind. She was being too much. Too much, too much, too much. Oh, Lord, there's a lot to unpack there because any woman who has had to stand up in a room full of men has had to learn to assert herself to be taken seriously. But there is such a fine line between not being, you know, like you don't want to be bossy. You can't be bitchy. You can't be aggressive, but you need to be confident and you have to be assertive and you have to believe in what you're saying and inspire confidence. And you can't be a Passover or sweet or not taken seriously. So like, where is the middle ground where you are okay to stand that will make people happy and make people understand that you are confident, intellectual, and powerful and have something important to say because the world wants to categorize you as too much or not enough. And so this is the plight of the powerful woman. You can either choose to be interrupted and overridden in moments that are of extreme importance, or you can be seen as too aggressive and bitchy. And those are your choices. You can either be too passive or you are too aggressive. There is no in between for the woman. So what are you to do about this? What do you do? You embrace it. You cannot back down. You have to keep going, using your voice, not allowing other people to silence you. And you must keep showing that the aggressive woman is the passionate woman. That means she has something to say and something to do. We must support that in our fellow women. When we see women standing up on the main stage and standing up for their truth, for the things they believe in, for their own intelligence and place to be on the stage, we must support that. That is what women must do. We, so here's public service announcement, stop being mean girls. I mean, can I say that for two years on this podcast before it resonates? If you are a woman and you said, I just wish she would have stopped interrupting him, 
ma'am, ma'am, you are missing the point and you are part of the problem. You need to check your own bias against powerful women. And I mean it really sincerely. And same thing, if those women in your life said that to you, you need to say, ma'am, ma'am, no. Because sometimes we get ingrained in the culture. We grow up in an environment that told women not to be like that. And so is it your fault if you said those things because somebody told you that that's not how a woman should act? It's not your fault. That's the world you grew up in. But it's your fault now that you haven't looked inside to see why you are a part of the problem holding women back from really breaking the glass ceiling and from being able to stand on the main stage. There should be a woman in the White House. I'll tell you that we watched that debate with our kids and specifically that debate. Thank goodness we did not watch the presidential debate with them. But I want my six-year-old daughter to see a powerful woman sitting on stage playing ball. I want to see her exuding confidence and being respected. I want her to see her and know I can do that. I can do anything. I will be respected. I have a place in these fields. Isn't that what we all want for our daughters? We want their dreams to come true. We want them to dream. We want them to have passions. And we want them to go stand on the stage confidently and express their dreams, beliefs, plans without getting freaking interrupted. And so I was very proud to have my little girl watch a powerful woman speak eloquently and not tolerate the misogyny. I was very proud of that. And I think that more women need to think about what would that have been like to see at age six? I never thought a woman could be in the White House when I was that age. That wasn't what happened. There was no historical reason why a woman would be there. Nobody told me a woman can't be in the White House, but I'd never seen it. And some things you accept as truths, even if nobody tells you. So for my daughter to see a powerful woman sit there and say, excuse me, I'm speaking and finish her thought with eloquence and purpose for that. I was very, very proud as a fellow woman. All right, friends, the take home message from this is that misogyny exists in the world. And as a woman, you can be too much or too little. We have to pave the way that we can be however we are, and it should be all right. We can be assertive and passionate, and yet we can still be compassionate and kind and caring. It's not like they are exclusive things. But regardless, it shouldn't matter. If we can do our job with intellect and hard work, we earned our spot on the stage, and we should not tolerate being interrupted or being disrespected We must call it out when we see it, when we experience it, or when we watch it happen to other women. We must stop this bias of gender by being the ones to say, I will not tolerate this. Too political or not for you, this podcast? I don't care. I mean that in the sweetest, kindest, loving way because I truly love all of you, but politics impacts us all, and it is your beautiful ability to vote that makes this country unique. And so please, please 
Research the truth and the issues. Research the candidates and how they feel. Think about your life and think about what matters to you and go stand in line or get your ballot, but put your name on paper because the future of our country is at stake. And to Senator Kamala Harris, who stood on stage, got interrupted by a man and held her ground. I'm voting for you. I couldn't be more proud to be a woman than to watch you on that stage. And I bought your Kamala shirt from the JoeBiden.com shop, and I'm going to be wearing it on election day. So thank you for showing my daughter what a woman can do. Friends, thanks so much for listening. I really do cherish that I have this stage to speak. And the one thing I've always said is that I'm going to speak my truth. This podcast is part female empowerment and part fertility. And it has been from the very beginning. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD. You can follow me on TikTok at the same place. And you can watch the YouTube channel, which is exclusively fertility related educational videos. Natalie Crawford MD. Thanks so much.